A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC. You are sounding really loud and clear. And welcome all to uh, part 66 of our weekly podcast, The Current View with the Isle of Hills, but Mr. Terry Curran. You're sounding great, mate. Well, that's good. I'm up, I told you I was up at um, Tom's Gamma, so uh, it is a clearer sound up here. Yeah, good. Well, let's hope it lasts for the full hour. We're going to start with Magic Moments, TC. What have you sourced for us over the last week? Or because we didn't do last week's show, uh, the last two weeks, it's entirely up to you, sir. Well, we're not doing uh, the, the last two weeks. Well, the, this is the second week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we missed one. I've only, gone, I've only gone with the, the goal that Bell uh, scored for um, Wolves against Liverpool, the first goal last night. I thought it was a terrific goal. Yeah, to come from behind uh, against Liverpool, I thought they played quite well. Did, did Wolves and all, so uh, that was a, the magic moment for me. I thought it was a great goal. You, you're on about the like, goal from Stephen Pedence when Pedence, they come from name was, yeah. from behind against Chelsea. Yes, that one. Yeah, he. Re- I mean, he sat that. Well, he sat two of them on the backside, and had there been a crowd at the Molyneux, he'd have sent a dummy to probably about ten thousand behind that goal, wouldn't it? Exactly. Um, Great, great skill. Mm. And it's things like that what get uh, fans off the seat. Well, yeah, off the seat, get the bumps and get some standing and, you know, and get some excited. So that's that was my magic moment this week. And that's ultimately what football's all about, TC. I posted up today on my Facebook um, wall that football isn't the science. Football is about scoring more goals than the, your opposition and uh, and entertaining the crowd. I, I mean, I would personally rather be in the championship playing good football than trying to stay up playing dull, boring football. So let's just have a quick chat before I give my magic moments about West Bromwich Albion getting rid of sacking Slaven Bilic and bringing in Fireman Sam. Well, uh, I mean, when they all go on about Sam's record at keeping teams up, Mm. He pick he picks and chooses team. Yep. Uh, staying up, I, I cannot see Sam Allardyce keeping West Brom up. No, I agree. Um, you know, I think Sheffield United and, and um, Sheffield United and um, West Brom. West Brom. West Brom. I think that the the two are definitely doomed. Who do you think is you know, the other team to go down? Would well, you say so I think far? It, I think it could be one of four or five, and that includes mm. Arsenal. And I like Arteta. Mm. The way they're playing and uh, producing uh, results at this moment in time, they're really, really struggling. Mm. Losing yeah, again tonight. Uh, yeah, I know they are. Um, in fact, I fancy Southampton because Southampton are playing quite well, aren't they? Good team. Plays good football. In time. He, yeah. He's got them really playing. I mean, he's turned them round. So, mm. I don't think Arsenal can't be dragged into it. I mean, he, he wins the FA Cup last, last season. Uh, regardless what anyone says, they all want to win that uh, charity shield. Um, so he, he done remarkably well last season. Now whether whether with him not buying any players because we all knew that when he got there before he got there they needed a good centre back, good only midfield player. Um, and now all of a sudden Aubameyang has signed a new lucrative contract and he's gone like uh, Ozil where he's not perform- he's not performing, not doing yeah. it. But then it is not doing it at the moment in time. So so for me. I think it's any one of three or four, and then you could, like I say, you could pull Arsenal, pull Arsenal down into that uh, uh, group because um, once you start to lose games, you lose confidence. And yeah. I mean, the only good thing about all that is that the fans are not in the ground because if the fans were in the ground, they'd be giving them stick. Because anyone says if you're not winning football matches, choose who you are, you know, uh, you will get stick from fans. Imagine a full Emirates and Arsenal the team stinking the place out like they've done. I mean, you look at Arsenal TV, them boys ain't very happy. It's like comedy gold, isn't it, watching Arsenal TV at the moment? But you're right. 
if those gooners were in that ground, they would be going ballistic. Make no mistake, they would be. Yeah, they um, would. Yeah. I mean, I like how I like how Arteta um, mm. plays this football. Yeah. Right. It's not going well for him at this moment in time, but his character will tell me whether he's going to bounce back. I mean, he's lost his job. But for me, you still I look at I look at managers and, and think, well, has he got the philosophy uh, to do it at the highest level? And yeah. for me, he has. Arsenal haven't had the players for the last two or three seasons. I mean, everybody went mad about Wenger, gave it a Wenger. You know, even, but even when they didn't qualify for the champion, you know, they were in the top six. And since he's, since Wenger, since the sag. Uh, Wenger, the, you know, they've deteriorated. Um, I thought he'd turned it around a little bit. I thought he would have bought in the summer, which he didn't do for some mm. unknown reason why. I don't know. Um, because I think he got him to overachieve uh, in his first half of the season of uh, taking over there at mm. uh, Arsenal. Um, I, I mean, that Saka, is had, they've had nothing but problems with him before he, before Arteta went there. And uh, since, he's, since, he's, since he's fetched him back into the team, you know, uh, is doing silly things, getting sent off, and you can't really. They can't get a photo sent off when you're not playing particularly well. They're playing with ten men, so I mean, it's a shame to see Arsenal. I mean, it is for me because I like to see mm. good quality teams. I mean, not be for Tottenham fans or some other fans what don't like them, but I look at it like this: I like to see two good top teams playing each other and, and play, playing good, attractive football. But again, but I mean. The, the, Sorry, go on. Are, are Arsenal that bad? I mean, you, you've just said about um, Xhaka, um, the, um, the I think he's is he the captain of Switzerland. I mean, you've got David Luiz who, who who plays for Brazil. I know Luiz ain't the greatest of defenders, and I was surprised and shocked when Arsenal bought him in. But when you look throughout that, they've got Saka as well that, that played. They've got Maitland Niles. They've they've got Abamyang, Lacazette, Mazzuzel. You know, Pepe. They've, they've just bought um, Willian from Chelsea. You know, when you when you look at that Arsenal team, on paper they they don't look as bad as results suggest that that they are. Yeah. Well, they have lost confidence. Yeah. See, the problem for me is, yeah, uh, Aubameyang is is a is a player you play through middle. Absolutely. Lacazette's a player you play through middle. Yeah. So the similar type of players. But can't they so play Aubame- together? Aubameyang so? now is playing more wider. Yeah, I know. Mad. And chasing back, so yeah. he's never going to get you the goals when, he, when you're doing that. Yeah, you've got you've uh, the team have all got to work when you haven't got the ball. Mm. And when I say work, it doesn't mean that you've got to keep chasing back because yeah. you know we need you need your energy and your sharpness for in and around the box. Of course you do. But what you've got to do when I say work out is, is is find a position when you haven't got the ball that will stop them playing it forward. Yeah. And that's what I mean by working hard. That's mm. my, you know, philosophy yeah. of it. Mm. I mean, talking of working hard, I'm watching Leicester uh, against Everton at the moment. Everton are one 0 up. A horrendous mistake by Casper uh, Schmeichel. And you look at both teams, two two good teams doing decent. Everton at the moment just seems to be slipping off a little bit. Leicester, I do like Leicester. I've liked Leicester for a long time. I like the way they play. I love James Madison. And Vardy's always got a goal in them. But Everton early doors were doing really well. James Rodriguez was scoring them goals. All of a sudden now, they're like, well, we we can't accommodate James Rodriguez in our team. We're going to loan him out. What's gone wrong there? That they're saying he doesn't work hard enough. When you've got that kind of skill, surely you build your team around that, and you have players that can compensate for what he actually doesn't give you without the ball. Surely. All that about loading you out. James Rodriguez, Everton, yeah. So he's not. He's not. He's not playing tonight. No. No, I mean, you know, you, you know, when you, I mean, like you said, early, early part of the season, it's yeah, causing yeah. all teams all sorts of problems. Absolutely, yeah. Pa- Unless there's something gone off somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently he's not working no. hard enough now, and they can't accommodate him, so they're looking to loan him out again. You hear whispers coming out of football grounds and football clubs. You don't actually know where there's any truth in it, but if Rodriguez did get loaned out in January, I wouldn't be at all surprised. But I find it absolutely amazing. He may not have settled. Mm, possibly. Might be the weather, you know, he's a Brazilian. Mm. But you say that, but, but in Germany, but it was in and out of the team in Germany. Yeah, you're but right. When he came mm. over here, when, when he first came over here, everybody's talking. I mean, he's got that craft, that, that skill, that uh, yeah. craft to, to put that uh, splitting pass through, which puts two Absolutely. or three, four yeah. players out of the 
out of the game. Oh, they were eulogising about him walking through a game. Absolutely now, because he ain't good for a couple of games. They're, they're hammering him for walking walking through a game. You, you're devilled if you do, and you're devilled if you don't. I, I look at and I listen to some people, and I just think, I just don't, I don't think you know what you're going on about. You know as well as I do, Gabby. In England, mm-hmm. our first thought is roll your sleeves up and yeah. work hard. Yeah. You know, we're not saying that people shouldn't work hard, but you've got to have players who understand the game. Yeah, Liverpool work hard, but they're, they're brilliant when they're on the ball. They win the ball higher up the pitch because if you win the ball higher up the pitch, one pass, you get a shot at goal. Wenger done exactly the same with his Arsenal team. Good teams do that because they understand that you need the ball. But I, I, I heard this with Sam. I think it was Cole. Cole talking about what, what will Sam Allardyce do for West Brom? He'll make them run harder and quicker. And I'm thinking, this is a bloody football team, not a cross-country side that he's having. But the, the English love it. It's you know, incredible. He, Great touch, by the way. Know, I, I, West Brom have always been an attractive football team. Yeah, with Ron, yeah. Uh, under Ron Atkinson. Mm. And he beat before Ron, you know. They, yeah. they, they were a, a club I used to like I used to like to watch. I used to like to watch, obviously, Team Rock play good football. Absolutely. Same when man. Brown were there and Wilde and all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And then you got Ron's team. Uh, they always played attack, uh, uh, attacking and attractive football. Mm. But now, then they've, they've, they've had managers like uh, Gary Mexon and um, Pulis, who was at uh, Sheffield Wednesday, mm. and those type of managers, you know, and everybody's behind the ball. And, you know, what makes me laugh about it, they, every, they get everybody behind the ball and people say, well, they can only play a certain way because of the players they've got at their disposal. Yeah. All right. So they've gone in and not signed these, signed these players. Mm. Right, but a good coach would would get the best out of them. Absolutely. And and so he doesn't sign those players. Those type of clubs don't have the money to go and spend big again. Mm. So if 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 the budget for that season, whatever it is, and the previous manager spends it, teams like West Brom can't afford mm. to go and spend that kind of money again. Else they're gonna when they get relegated, they're gonna finish up in the right mess. You know, like your Sunderland's have done, yeah. like your Sheffield Wednesday's mm-hmm. have done. Mm-hmm. You know, what you can't do, you've got to have coaches what can coach. And Absolutely. See, all all what Sam Allardyce and them do, regardless of anybody tells me, is organise. Yeah. That's all they do. It's, yeah. it, it's giving everybody behind the ball and making it difficult yeah. uh, for um, the opposition. Mm-hmm. So what will he do? I guarantee what he's going to do is, is going to try and stop conceding goals. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, they don't score goals because, you know, in Premier League, regardless of what every, anybody says, you've got to be able to score goals. Of course you have to give me some great nil nils at the Albion. If you don't score, yeah. you get everybody behind the ball, mm. then you will get relegated anyway. One point is not enough in, in modern day football because it's three points. Yeah. You're almost better losing a game and winning a game as drawing yeah. a game. I, I just don't get, again, we've spoken many times on the podcast about the philosophy of football and teams that drill their sides and have two banks of four and park the bus. And, and like, what's the point? Go out, play without fear, try and score goals, be creative. At the end of the day, if you get beat, you get beat. I would rather well, my team get beat playing football than getting a boring nil-nil and hanging on for grim death. You know, I, I'm I'm not the one. I'm not one of those what make excuses. But where I will feel sorry for for teams like West Brom yeah. nowadays is this: when you when I were playing, your Liverpools, uh, your Everton's, your your Forests, and all these teams were within things in those days. You had 15 players. Yeah. And, and when I were playing, you only had one sub. Yeah. Right. Nowadays they've got 25 uh, squad. And then they've yeah. got another five or six, mm. you know. So the West Broms of this world, your Bournemouth when they were in the Premier League, your Norwiches when they were in the Premier League, um, are not going to get the really quality player, yeah, because they're stuck in the reserves. Not even, in the, not mm. even. In, well, I'm saying not reserves because they don't play reserve team games now. No, some of those players are not even getting a game, you know. No. 
unless the, unless you're at a big club where you, mm. you you're playing in Europe and or in cups. But yeah. if you if you're at a half decent club and you've got 25, 26, 28 mm. players, because some of those players not getting a game all yeah. season. It's, you it's, know, so it is, it, at... is more, it is more difficult for them in that sense yeah. that uh, they can't compete with them because they don't have the the the, the, uh, the money mm. uh, to help them. But these bigger clubs are bought all even all the good players. Yeah. So it makes it more difficult for those teams. But that doesn't stop you as a coach coaching a team and trying to get the best out of it mm. because you've got to try to win because, like you say, draws are no good. Yeah. The problem is people are fear, fearful of getting beat three, four, five nils, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, a, a player I was going to reference there, a good example, uh, Danny Drinkwater. I mean, he's hardly played any games since he won the league title with Leicester City. He's had various loan moves that haven't worked out for whatever reason. He's back there at, at Chelsea now and... Um, and he got sent off the other night in under-23 level. Got to say, it was an awful challenge that come in. He reacted, and I think that's it. Early bath for your son. You know, what What? What goes, What good does an under-23 game nothing. do for Danny Drinkwater? Exactly, nothing. Nothing. No. I think, I, for me, yeah. those under-23 games are the worst thing what's ever been brought into football. Wholeheartedly agree with you. How I look, when I look at that, when you get in, when you as a young kid playing with senior pros, yeah, good pros, what's you know played three, four, five hundred games, yeah, you learn from them. What are you doing? Mm. You you competing mm. with the same with the same people, yeah. For, for for a position trying to get into break into that first team squad. Yeah. So maybe you're not doing the right things. I'm not saying that they are, but I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying they're not, but I'm not saying they are neither. Mm. You know. So for me, under twenty playing under twenty threes for Danny Drinkwater is n- no good whatsoever. Now he wins a league title at, at Chelsea at um, Leicester. Leicester mm. looks an half decent player there. Yeah, yeah. And I said when he went to, when he went to to Chelsea bad move that he's going to struggle yeah. to get in the team at Chelsea yeah and it proved right yeah and so his, his career now has taken a, back, a backward step he mm. goes to Burnley right mm. which why would he go to Burnley when 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 he when he played with Leicester would Burnley a lot more direct than what Leicester were under yep. um, the Italian guy yeah Ranieri yeah Ranieri absolutely whereas Ranieri and the Italians will slow the game down uh, and make it difficult and play mm. more a more defensive formation, but they're not one for tra- giving the ball away, mm. right? So he goes to Chelsea, bigger, uh, bigger, better quality of player. Even though, even though I, uh, uh, Leicester won the league, he's still going to a bigger and a better quality um, of yeah, player absolutely. at and Chelsea. Yeah. Can't get in, and then he cho- he chooses to go on loan. And people say, well. He may not have had an option. Well, stay at Chelsea because, yeah. you know, playing at, at uh, Burnley and, and playing a, a long ball type of game because mm. it's only a small type of player. Mm. It's not going to suit his type of play. And then he went so on loan to Villa on loan, last season he, and he was awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you go on loan, I mean, he didn't help himself going out into a nightclub and fighting. And exactly. He break his ankle or something. Something like that, yeah. You know, yeah. so he, things like that will cause him... Will cause him Problems on and off the pitch. Bad luck's followed him around for several you know. seasons, and it, you know, it can't just be bad luck all the time. No, well, sometimes it is, but I, yeah. I, I get you right. You're right. It, mm. Sometimes it's not bad luck. I mean, yeah. going out into a nightclub and getting into a fight, even that might not be his fault. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, but mm. it it doesn't help him. No, not because at all. you know the people are going to jump on his back. You mm. know, the ones what think that these footballers earn a lot of money and they are and mm. you know uh, should they be earning that kind of money in one sense no but they're better off getting it than, than but, the people what's running these clubs absolutely uh, but on because the somebody's going to take it somebody's going to take it, it. Is, yeah i mean we're watching tonight prime amazon prime you know they've weighed in a wedge to get these games on they're a, they're another player in the game of broadcasting rights. So you've got Sky, you've got Amazon, you've got BT. There's um, speculation that Facebook well, are going to get involved. Football well, is Amazon, a when, money. When, these, when, when Amazon, Google and Facebook get involved, absolutely, yeah. the transfer fees are yeah. going to go up. Yeah. 
and the wages are going to go sky high. Exactly. So the players are going to get their wedge because there's millions and millions and millions of people that are watching these games tonight. Somebody said to me, because I, I posted up, I've got Leicester versus Everton, then I've got Liverpool versus uh, Tottenham. What about Birmingham? I'm watching Birmingham. Yeah, but you're a Blues fan. No, I want to watch football played in the right way. I don't yeah. want to see Karanka's team of putting eight men behind the ball, trying to get and grind out, especially away from home, a boring nil-nil. I'd rather... If Birmingham were playing in my garden, I'd close my curtains. I wouldn't open them. I've watched them the last couple of games. Absolutely awful I want to be entertained when I watch football. And that's what people do. So the entertaining games are on the TV. People watch them because they're entertained. Well, listen, I I watched Mm -hmm. Sheffield Wednesday and I watched uh, Grimsby last night. You know, uh, I watched a bit of uh, Grimsby before Wednesday. Then I watched Mm -hmm. Wednesday for a bit. Then I turned it over. And and the football, what's played by both them two teams. Mm -hmm. And all the way will turn around and say, you know, uh, we'll be... It's unlucky. Yeah. For me, I feel like if I were playing, I'd say to him, boss, I'm going to buy you a pair of uh, Stevie, Stevie Wonder sunglasses. Yeah. Right? Because you're seeing a different game of football to what I'm watching. Yeah. You know, because they don't look as though they're going to score. Right? Yeah, the, the post, I mean, the kids should have scored and hit the crossbar, but that yeah. was a, lo- a looping out of the crossbar. Sheffield Wednesday, but eight, nine men behind the ball. Yeah. The losing in one nil. Mm. I never wanted to try and get back into the game. It's incredible, isn't it? You know, so the teams I want to do well because obviously Jock's at Grimsby. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, uh, a close, uh, Wednesday close to me out. Mm. You know, the only good thing about that, that game last night is Forest is another club who I've got a, a soft spot for. Yeah. But I want Wednesday to win. Yeah, of course you do. You know. What was that with the Wednesday? Forest in that position neither, but... When I looked at those two games, there's no football played. No, no. You know, it's what they're seeing. And, and, and when they come out and, they, and, and they give an opinion on something, yeah. all you get is, well, it's not my team. Mm. Uh, we're unlucky. And I'm thinking, unlucky? Where are we unlucky? Yeah. You know, there's no football played. All it is, is we've got to work hard. And if they win and the work and the, the work hard, they say, well, that's least I expect. Mm. You know, they're never going to win major trophies. They're never going to get major jobs. No. They're never going to get it because you've only got to watch where, the way how they play football. Yep. And you say you wouldn't, you know, if they were playing in your front garden. You know, it's just I watched them for it? a purpose. I watched yeah. them for a purpose. Mm. Right? Jocks at Grimsby and Wednesday. But when you watch them, it's awful. I've never, ever had a go at Sheffield Wednesday up until the... T- until they appointed Tony Pulis. And it has nothing to do with being as a person. Yeah. Why can't someone express their opinion about it? Yeah. You know. Now, I've never managed in Football League, so all right, so the people can turn around and say that. Well, they don't know whether I would be any good or not. Yeah. Now, when you get somebody like Tony Adams, what's managed and failed, mm. then I can understand people saying, well, who are they to tell anybody how to... Uh, how to succeed mm. when they when they're failed as managers. I get that bit, mm. but as as a fan, because that's what I am at the moment in time. And like all fans, you see the game different than the, than the manager. And so all you're doing is expressing your opinion. Of course you are. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not mm. saying it's wrong. My opinion. What I'm trying to say is that's what I would do if I was the manager. Yep. You know, I'm not the manager. So, but we're getting results, which. It wouldn't excite. It wouldn't excite blind people to watch it because they became a commentary on someone, and there would be no shots at goals, be yeah. no saves. Mm. It'll be just. I mean, there's no football played, and when you hear a commentator, first thing they say, it, it, it's it's oofed away. Yeah. And how many times you hear that mm. when I when I see uh, Sheffield, watch Sheffield Wednesday, it's more often than not. There's no football play. There's no shots at goals. It's all destroying, and and, and it's oh. like you, you know, you it, it's a very very hard watch, and you know, I suppose only a, a true fan that will sit there and and watch it, and they they'd watch their teams. I don't paint dry up a I wall, wouldn't see, they? See, I'll disagree with you on that. It's a true, I'm a true fan. No, I am as well, TC. But what I'm saying, I am is a really there, true fan. There are some... there are some fans that if you add eleven Birmingham City shirts drying 
on a clothesline at St Andrews, they'd go and watch it. Now, is I, that not I, an obsession, though? I think it is an obsession. Yeah, I, 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 think, mean, I, I, mean, I, I personally. Yeah, there's certain things in life that people are obsessed with. Yeah, absolutely. And football, and football is one of the most obsessed. Absolutely. Uh, sports now, or what people become obsessed. I've seen bank managers. Yeah. Who I've been with bank managers mm-hmm. and all different types of pe- uh, people who I've met in football. Yeah. And one, and I've been sat with them to watch other teams, mm-hmm. and they lose it, and you, and you think, yeah. You see them in work, yeah. and they're so polite yeah, yeah, and placid. Yeah. yeah. It brings out the best in people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a true fan, but I'd like to, you know, I I wouldn't go down and watch that. I'd get a pair of scissors and I'd just cut the clothesline. This ain't ain't what we're about. We shouldn't be playing. We shouldn't be doing this. We should be wanting to win games and playing football in the right way. Forrest, when they scored the second goal, didn't a Sheffield Wednesday fan go, a a player go and congratulate Gabby Don? Yeah. What the hell was that about? Political correctness. You can't say. Listen, I think some fans were trying to wind me up because they sent me some private messages. What yeah. do I think to that? And I said, I'll tell you what I think to it. Nothing, because there's nothing you can say. What would you have done, TC, if you were playing against Forest last night? Sheffield Wednesday. You are died in the wall. Love Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday or further in your career. It was a no-brainer. You went and signed for Sheffield Wednesday and played in the third division. There's no question about your loyalty and what you, you your love for Sheffield Wednesday. You're playing there. You're getting beat 1-0. Forest player scores. One of your teammates goes and congratulates him. What would that dressing room or what should the dressing room be like after? Well, I'll, I'll answer that in a minute. But I, I've been invited down to about 10 games at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And then you go around to little bars and you, you speak to, to fans. Mm. And they'll all, every bar I, I go in, they'll say to me, who do I think will win? And I always say Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. But the, to be honest, the, the, they're quite good. You know, they understand me being a Sheffield Wednesday fan, but they'll, they'll turn around and say, no, Forest will win. Yeah. Now, in my days, you know, it's a different it's a different ball game. And mm. what I mean by a different ball game, if, if I'd have done that or anybody had done that, you would have got, a roller kitten, you might have been dropped. Well, you wouldn't have done it. You would yeah. not have done it. Mm. Right? We're living in a different world. Yeah. We're living in, we're living in a we're living in a politically correct world mm. where they're wanting to reset and change your life. That's why I got rid of Sky, that's why I got rid of BBC. Yeah. You know, I've got some black friends that you know, black are no different to what I am. And mm. I treat them no different to what I would treat anybody Absolutely, else. Yeah. Because, you know, we're all human beings. Mm. There's one thing what we've all got the same colour blood is red. Yeah. Right now, you, one thing you don't do is congratulate them. When now, if I'd have been playing against Nottingham Forest, if I'd have been playing against Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, you know all these people putting the hands up saying sorry, I wouldn't have said sorry because I'm playing, I'm playing for whatever I'm playing for. Absolutely. You know, you need, all you got to do is celebrate. We are running up to the crowd, but you can celebrate. Yeah. Because you know it's that club that what's paying your wages. Of course it is. You know, so, yes, it's disgusting, but mm. you've got to be careful what you say because people will turn that round and say you're being racist. Mm. You mean, Roy Keane's going by me about uh, players high-fiving it to uh, putting the arms around each other in a Manchester derby the other night. There is nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Yeah. Mm. Nothing. It's a different world. It's a mad world, and uh, you know, we we don't know where this world's going. My uh, my three, I've got three um, uh, magic moments this week. The um, the one was Pedence's goal, but we've already covered that, so I'm going to scribble uh, scribble that out. And also Neto's goal that won it in the dying minutes for uh, yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers. I think. Both of them players are proper players. I like to watch Wolverhampton Wanderers play. Uh, James Madison's goal, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. And the week before when he put that pass through to Vardy as well. Madison is an absolute player of the highest ability. And I love to watch James Madison play. One of my favourite players. And the other third one was Al Ghazi's penalty for Aston Villa. That took big bollocks to take that penalty. Well, uh, I mean, Lee, the guy at Leeds took a shocking penalty 
and then and then the Madden V yeah, take absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. that that takes some bottle to do that. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I could have put two or three in myself. Yeah. But I, I like to try and do one. I mean, I watched um, Celta Vigo and Cadiz last last night. Went okay, night, yeah. yeah. Great, great little game of football, and uh, the little Spanish player obviously plays it out left, in towards the box, mm-hmm. and I'm sat with Tom and his mate Danny, and this is as he's made the run, right, as the boy, boys played him the ball and he's made a run. Yeah. The first thing I shouts back heel. Yeah. He back heeled it. Yeah. And they tapped it into net, and Tom and, and Danny looked at me. Right. I says that's why, when you hear people say. People see three or four passes yeah. quicker than others. You know, they couldn't believe that I said back heel it and he did it. You know, because because he was going away from the goal. Yeah. And with him back heeling it, they thought, some of them players would have thought he was going to take it, control it, uh, and, and then lay it back. But he didn't. He back heeled it and mm. he, the kid had an easy, cha- easy chance. And it was, it was some good football. But. I don't know all the players in, in, in the Celta Vico team, but it, it was a great goal, absolutely great move and everything about it. So um, I, what I try to do now when we're going with magic moments is put all the emphasis on that one incident because yeah. like like that guy who scored for, for Wolves, he beats two players, yeah. two players. And they're not dummies, they're double dummies. Yeah. Because they fall down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's absolutely... I mean, the, the goalkeeper can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's a cracking goal. Yeah. You know, I mean, Chelsea's goal, when you look at it, you know, it's a mistake by the goalkeeper. Mm. In one sense, it is. But if you look at it, you know the um, the technique of the volley itself oh, it's by Giroud? great shot, yeah. Great technique, you know. it, yeah, it was. You know. Brilliant and strike. It's a reaction that, you yeah. know, the, the keeper should save it in one sense. Yeah. But it's not as easy as what people think no, because he's not expecting him to, to volley like that yeah. first time. And he's caught it just right, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He got everything uh, behind that ball. TC, if we were playing in the Euros tomorrow, what six midfield players would you take? Well, I would have to be. I'd have to uh, disappoint too. Yeah. But if you're going to be a manager, you, you've got to do. You've got to do that. Um, and. Loftus Cheek, who I quite like a lot, mm-hmm. um, has taken a step back at this moment in time. Uh, and Bar- Barkley, I, I like, but he's he's like an injury prone, and I've and I and I changed my mind because of the thing with Barkley when you said he's injured again at Villa. Yeah, he was injured at Everton quite a lot. Mm-hmm. He's been injured at Chelsea quite a lot. Yeah, so we want players what's on the game for a short period of time and. Uh, in these tournaments, because mm. you know uh, they've got to be ready to uh, to come on if needed. Um, so we don't want to be. Ta- I don't want to be taking players, but I think what could be injured. Yeah. Uh, and it might look bad in one sense, but you know I don't want to take risks on that time. I was trying to take a risk by trying to win a game, but taking a risk by risking a player, but thinking open he might be fit. So the sticks I would take mm-hmm. is Jack Fodden. Ward Prowse, yep. Uh, Madison, yep. Mount, yep. And Anderson. And the reason why uh, we Anderson, I want to play a, a four-three-three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would use Anderson as a noting midfield player. Obviously, if he's not performing or, or he gets or he's injured, gets injured in, in an early game. Then I, I, I could play uh, Fodden there, mm-hmm. you know, because you've got Mount, what's good at going forward and, and get your goals. You've got uh, Madison, what's good at going forward and get your goals. And you've got Jack, what's got that bit special uh, charisma about him. Not only can he get your goals, he can pull people uh, uh, out of position mm. where they don't want to be. And it, it can create space and time because of his composure on the ball. So them's my six players I would take, you know, and, and, and Barclay um, and uh, Loftus-Cheek. It's not because they're not good players. Then, you know, you can only take six players uh, unless I'm leaving defenders out. And you can't leave defenders out because at the end of the day, uh, you've got to have defenders what really are on the game 
uh, and not playing them out of position because you're playing against the best players in the world. Mm. And uh, my front my front three I, I, I would have, which in all those six I would take, is they'd, they'd have to have uh, balance, agility, great control and a knack for scoring goals. And we've got We've got it in abundance in those six we, we would take mm-hmm. uh, in my forward line. So yeah. they're, they're the six. I think they've got everything about it, and I think they can interchange, play in all different areas, whether whether it's going forward or dropping back or switching from left to right. You know, they've all got a good knowledge and a good football brain among them in those 12 players now that I've already selected. I would be taking I've picked five of your six midfield players. Have a guess the other player that I picked that you it wasn't in your squad. Who was he playing I'll for? Give you three guesses. He plays for a London team. Wings. Nope. Plays for a London team. Mm. Recently been signed by him. He's with the London team. Yeah. Was it QPR? Oh, oh, what's his name now, that lad? Easy. You mean a Crystal Palace? Yeah, easy. I'd take him. He's got the Palace, you mean, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think he's a great right. player. I think I, he... I thought he said Chelsea then. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, he's a match winner. Yes, and he listen. glides past players. The only problem is you've got to have a balance. I've got the balance, and I'm going to give you that next week with the eight defenders that we're that we're picking, and no. all all of all of my defenders are footballers, and the central the, the the holding midfield player that I would play with would be Ward Prowse because I think mm-hmm. he naturally would come deep. He wants the ball off the back four, and he can start playing, and he's brave on the ball. He'll have the ball side on. He'll play the ball forward. And I think he's a great football player. And I would love to pair him in midfield with uh, with Madison and, and with Jack. Those would be my three that, that start in midfield. I, I think I would start following me with Jack. But well, I'd, I'd have that. Yep, I'd have that. You know, so yep. and listen, mm-hmm. and the other good thing about Walt Prouts, he's got that uh, special thing up with free kicks, hasn't he? You know what I mean? Oh, Beckham. So all that. All, all the dead balls scenario situation, and you've got all the good players in there. Yeah, but he's even above them on the on the dead ball scenarios. I think he's the best in the world at dead ball play. And we said this on a, a previous podcast. Aston Villa have got one, Connor Harahane, mm. and, and he's decent on dead balls. But I don't think he's good enough to play for Villa in the Premier League. I, I think he's a Championship player again. It's all about opinions. But I think with Ward Prowse, and I've watched him now for a number of games, I like what I see with him on the ball. And when he gets a corner or a free kick, he has got the best delivery that I've ever seen. And and there was something the other day that I noticed, Beckham or Ward Prowse, I would have Ward Prowse over Beckham all day long. That's a good show, you know, because because anyone thinks about Beckham, dead balls. Brilliant. He does, he does strike a ball. Oh, he was uh, brilliant with immaculate accuracy. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, know? and you see, you can work. <clears throat> this makes me laugh when, 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 when the pundits and when managers blame uh, people at uh, dead balls when people score. Yeah. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> you know, if it's a perfect ball, yep, never going to stop it. No, the best defenders will never stop it. Mm. Right. So when, when people really... You've got to look at the quality of the ball, what goes in. Yep. Because in England, we're always looking for uh, who to blame. Yeah. And not, you know, hang on a bit. We can't blame the centre-half because it's absolutely a gem of a ball. Yeah. Right? Now, if, if, if the centre-half is not marking in the right area, mm. you know, and he makes a mistake on the ball, then I'm like anybody else. He, he, he's, got to take, he's got to take responsibility for it. But when you're working all week and people turning around and saying, oh, we've worked all week on this, but never look at the quality. If the quality of the ball's good, you were never going to stop that. I guarantee you. You know, it's when it's the same when somebody shoots at goal and he strikes it right. There's no way that goalkeeper will save it because it's going in. You can, you can, when, it, when, it, when, it, when the ball leaves somebody's foot, 
even the fans will say goal because how, you can see what's what's happening. How many perfect goals did you score during your career? How many perfect shots did you ever hit during your career? Perfect, perfect. perfect. Um, how many goals did I get? How many goals did I get? No, how many perfect goals or a perfect shot? You know, when you just hit that ball, perfect. I'm trying to say, 76, every one I hit were perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I asked you that you question. What, Gabby, yeah. I'll tell you what, when you said, when, now you've said that, mm. there may be a couple yeah. perfect. Right? Yeah. Uh, because I was out wide, so I never had that chance of shooting. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was more crossing the ball. And if, if you go YouTube and you look at me, I'm... Nearly every ball I put into that box is like a perfect pass in. Mm. But you're on about shooting. Yeah. I wanted a ball coming out. I came out of the dressing room at, um, at Everton. Yeah. Right? At Belfield. And I walk onto the pitch and balls, and the balls just come. And you talk about it. I hit this ball. It flew into the top corner. Yeah. Right? And I was talking to um, Colin Harvey. Yeah. Right, and it flew past him, and it rocketed right into the top corner. Yeah, and, and he turned around, oh, it that, and obviously then he's, he's seen me hit it. Yeah. Well, he's seen me hit it, but it, I'm the one what's there. And he's turned around. He said, "Wow, you have hit that perfectly, haven't you?" You know, but it was just somebody hitting the ball. It was, everybody was banging balls in, and I was just coming out on the pitch, and the ball came out, and I just hit it. And when you hit a ball like that, and like. Ward Prowse does on a regular basis and Beckham does on a regular basis. You know, you know when you've hit it, you know, but uh, there's not many people hit perfect or strike the ball perfect yeah. uh, on a regular basis. There's, there's not, choose who you're talking about, you know, to get that, it, the, everything has to be right. The timing, uh, the weight of the pass and everything. But when you do catch hold of them, the goalkeeper very rare stops them. I interviewed Malcolm McDonald. We're doing two shows in one. We're doing um, a chapter of my life because we were talking first about superstars and there's some great moments of superstars, that competition in the 70s yeah, yeah. that uh, Malcolm was involved in. So we were talking about that. We'd, we'd done a show. And then also his, his time in football. And Malcolm said to me, he said, he only ever scored one perfect goal. And that was against Leicester at St. James's Park. He said, I just hit this ball. I just, everything, I just come running onto it and I hit this ball absolutely perfect. And he said, I was watching... Body behind it. Yeah. You know what? You don't like when you ask him that and he tells you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, the first thing what came into my head, the one I hit at Everton. Yeah. And it weren't a game. Yeah. It weren't even practice shooting. Yeah. I was just jogging onto a pitch, a ball come and I just, poof. And it flew, and then flew right into the top corner. Yeah. <clears throat> and you could feel the power of it, <clears throat> and the speed of it. You can't feel the speed, but you, mm. the speed of it, you saw it. Really, and, and, and I would just turn around, who's it that? And then he just saw me, <laughs> he went, man, what a goal that was. But all players will tell you, when you do get hold of them, you know you've hit it. You know yeah. you've hit a perfect shot. Absolutely. TC, book, uh, book corner. So uh, I don't know if you've scribbled anything down for Father Christmas because there's a, a load of books that we, we always talk about on the show. And before I give you the three this week, how's your book going on and uh, how's John? We've finished uh, We've finished it practically now. Uh, it's coming next Monday and then we're just going to polish it up. And then um, obviously it'll be after Christmas now too late to get it out for Christmas, but uh, you can say summertime um, we'll be getting it out, but it's, it, it's practically done now. Practically done. So, so will, um, will it be out before the end of the season or yes, we've got yes, the Euros because yes, the yeah. Euros would be brilliant. You could yeah. do it before the end of the season, a couple of uh, book launches, go around some of your former clubs and then we've also got the Euros and hopefully fans will be able to get into grounds and uh, not only can they buy it via Amazon, but come up and shake your hand and talk to you and uh, listen yeah. to some of the stories uh, in the book that you're going to be telling them. Well, I've got some great stories in the book and um, I've got a great piece about uh, who I thought has been our best manager in, in Ron Atkinson. I did like Harry Catrick. Yeah. Obviously, I like Jack, but 
you know, uh, Ron was the first manager for us to win a major trophy for years. Yeah. Uh, and we played some great football. We played some good football under Trevor Francis and all, and he, mm-hmm. he signed one or two quality players. And it was Ron that uh, took and, Trevor up, wasn't it, to uh, yeah, Hillsborough? Yeah. From when he got sacked at QPR. Yeah. And I thought David played, but a couple of good signings in Carboni and... Uh, good player. The other kid, uh, the other Italian, what got sacked at Man United. Oh, went to West Ham. Di Canio. Di um, So they they were great signings. When did they play but, for Man United, too, so? Who? Di Canio? No, for Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you just said Saxon Man United. West Ham United. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. He got sacked at uh, Wednesday. I might have said he got sacked at Man United. Yeah. He got sacked at Wednesday and West Ham United took him. Yeah, and uh, and Sunderland as well. Remember he in his in his suit when he'd done the uh, done a, done almost a clinsman, didn't he? Yeah, but you see the good managers and then the, they try to confuse players with, with some of the real yeah. tactics and the yeah. game's simple. Yeah, it is. But as a player, you know, uh, if, if 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 Danny Wilson had gone about that in a better way and handled it like Ron Atkinson handled yeah. his, his situation with um, Cantona, mm. Wednesday wouldn't have got relegated that season. Hypothetical mm. question, and I don't like answering. But even a player I know, what would have got us at least another eight, ten points? Mm. And we wouldn't have gone down with another eight, ten points. Oh, great play! Worth worth the entrance fee on his own, wasn't he, Decanio? Yeah, fan- fabulous. He could make that ball sing, and uh, he didn't just make it sing. It um, the, well, ball, the ball would book, sing yeah, the song. Going to, yeah, going back to book corner. I yep. mean, I only if I read books. Um, it's it's sport, it's uh, biographies. Yeah. So and I don't get that much time because I'm here, there, and everywhere, running up and down. And then when I get home, I'm, I'm cooking, washing, cleaning. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's me and Tom, so I don't really get time. And then when I then when I do get a bit of time to sit down, I'm watching sports, all different games from different countries. Yeah. Uh, and I could and I could be doing that till about twelve one o'clock, and then I'm tired and I get me a down. So, so what the book? What's the good books out now for us to go and uh, well, we've to got go and get? we've got three that we're going to mention uh, this week. TC um, Natural by David Tussle, which is right. uh, the Jimmy Greaves story, which has right. been out for some time. But uh, I was looking at the back. And Jimmy Greaves had scored an amazing amount of goals. Oh, I mean, Jimmy, not goals, isn't it? Uh, 357 league goals yeah, at rate of 0.69. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it, it's it's got in it's got here in the back. Jimmy Greaves' record. It, it's quite phenomenal. He scored on on his debut for every team that he ever played for, even at yeah, international but when level. When you think about it, you know, in them days, they yeah. kicked lumps out of you. Oh, absolutely. Most seasons as English top flight leading goal scorer. Jimmy Greaves tops that chart as well. Six. Steve Bloomer, Steve Bloomer five. And Thierry Henry four, uh, four times. And then, you know, the ho- highest English top flight goals per game ratio. Have a guess. Have a guess. No. Have, I mean, Shearer was up there as well, let me tell you. Shearer was fantastic. But Dixie Dean... Nor, yeah, the, nor, the, the, uh, the uh, Everton, yeah. Yeah, 0.86. Everybody talks about, when I would have put Everton, everybody spoke about Dixie Dean. Dave Halliday, 8 point, uh, 0.82. I mean, these are 310 goals in 362 games. But Greavesy, the ratio, 0.69. Huey Gallagher, also 0.69. George Camsell, 0.69. And Vic Wilson, 0.68, 203 goals in 295 games. Got, I've got to feel sorry for today, today's modern-day player when you, when you try to compare the cost. <laughs> you can't, can you? No, well, the, the, the reason why you can't get in, and, and, and I'm going to stick up for the modern-day striker. Yeah, go on. In those days, all teams went out to attack. Yeah, that's true, very true. The, 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 nowadays, yeah. uh, the work... The, the work more on uh, organisation and, yep. and defensive football. Yep. You go and look at, at games uh, 40, 40, 45, 50 years ago. Yeah. Right? Early, from mid-60s. Yeah. Backwards. Right? And you still got it a little bit, but not as much. The games would be 7-3. Yeah. 6-4. Yeah. 5-4. 
It was a different game piece. almost. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know. Mm. And then the funniest one out you would hear four five one was it four five five four five one whatever the those two Scottish you know used to lock me in up when it's five five four four four. Uh, I used to laugh my head off at them. I used to think, how did, like me, I couldn't get it out. And I used to think, how did he get, how did he get that out? But when, what I'm saying about in those days, teams attacked each other. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So we've got whereas today, and they kicked, they, you know, they did kick you, they did kick lumps out of you, yeah. or out of players in those days. Mm-hmm. But but today, for I mean, Shearer's record is, is as good as any. Oh, absolutely. And Andy Coles is. Yeah. Yeah, because everything, if I'm going to call another one, mm. everything is more organised and disciplined uh, and not losing a game. And, you know, there's eight, there can be eight, nine players behind the ball in certain games when you're playing uh, certain teams. So I think that's that's the big difference, but it still takes some doing, Gabby. Oh, it certainly does. And let's just let's just put things into context because there is an asterisk with that. Jimmy Greaves' exact ratio was 0.6918 per game. In November 2018, Manchester City's Sergio Aguero reached 150 Premier League goals in 217 games at 0.6912, which is slightly was... better than Jimmy Greaves. I look. I've seen both players. Yeah, both. Players. And I love Aguero. Yeah, I love Aguero. Mm. Right, but when I look at Aguero and I looked at Jimmy Greaves, Jimmy's were like more silky. Yeah, you know, calm, cool, collective. He'd walk round the goalkeeper. He'd dance round the goalkeeper. Mm. He'd put it in first time. Aguero's goals are fantastic. Yeah, fantastic player. And for me, I can never to this day I can never understand or believe why he's never won a Player of the Year award. It's incredible, isn't it? I cannot understand it. The greatest right? goal scorer of the modern age. When I watched Jimmy Greaves put the ball in the net, it yeah. was it was like like an artist. Oh, absolutely. Seen a perfect, seen a perfect performance from an artist, yeah. an actor, any sports personality, you know, a golfer. Mm. To see Jimmy Greaves scoring goals and anybody. What can find some clips of him, and you can find clips of him. Oh, absolutely! You know, yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. And also, if you can't find the clips, buy this book by David Tussle, um, or Tussell, depends on how you want to uh, how pronounce you want to pronounce the name. Yeah, absolutely. And it just sums Jimmy Greaves up as you've just eloquently put there. An absolute natural, and that's the title of the book, Natural Jimmy Greaves. David has got a new book coming out in February. I'm going to do another podcast with him, a chapter of my life with David, All Crazy Now, which is about the 1970s and football players in the 1970s. I do believe Alan Hudson's on the back of it. Um, Second Yellow by John Smith and Dan Trowfer. Another book, hopefully it's uh, Father Christmas, is going to bring it to me and I believe that's um, an, an amalgam of a load of different stories from autobiographies that the guys have sourced over the years so that looks well that sounds as though it's going to be a fantastic read and not one of these that you can read from front cover to back but you can dip in dip out and you can just pick your little bits mm. and pieces so, uh, well, I'll have to have a look because I do like and I've not really looked at it I like, I, you know I used to Love reading autobiographies of footballers. I bet Malcolm had a couple of good stories, especially playing with England and Don Revy. Oh, fantastic. Um, There was a lovely story about um, when Malcolm... The BBC fell out with Malcolm after that game, and it, and it's in the it's on the podcast. It's a fantastic story. I was amazed. Just hang on. When's it, when's the podcast out? It, it should out? be out for Christmas. We, we we're going to be putting out the the first one, a chapter of my life with uh, with Super Mac, just talking about the superstars uh, series, and mm. then the the other one is going to be a, um, my seventies, uh, the Malcolm McDonald story. Anyway, tell us that story. Go on. With the BBC. Well, no, that was you, you. You'll have to listen to the podcast, TC. It's a brilliant, right. a brilliant story. Right, yeah, right. And right, it's okay. you know we 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 called that, that one superstars thing. No, that was that was like Don Reddy's 
and, and there's right. there's a cue there's a clue in the title there and uh, he, he wasn't looked upon favorably by the uh, match of the day team and one well, of the people that worked for the BBC so I, I believe that the if sports I'm not night wrong, he match scored of the five day. goals against Cyprus yeah he, he did never, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Ne- he never kicked another ball for England he never played at Wembley again for England but he did, he did play again for England after those uh, five games and there was a lovely story of when Malcolm first went to see a game of football with his dad aged four there was also another beautiful account of when he was off from school and there was a melee outside his house and he went and had a look to see what was going on and that was quite incredible as well and when Bobby Robson signed him as an 18 year old kid also, the 1974 FA Cup final and those awful tracksuit tops, the reason why. And I'll give you something now for nothing. Malcolm McDonald did not slag off Liverpool and tell them what he was going to do to them in the 1974 FA Cup final. Well, we all know the press. We all know the press. Absolutely, The media yeah. will twist the story. Yeah. Uh, but Ma- Malcolm, uh, Liverpool, Newcastle mm-hmm. uh, may not have been playing um, Liverpool in the final because we were only ten minutes away, and 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 my uh, playing mate Peter Kitchen, great great player, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, missed a chance mm-hmm. uh, with ten minutes to go when it were two two, yeah. so we could have knocked him out. So I mean Newcastle might have gone on and won the FA Cup that year if they would have been playing Liverpool. We know they didn't play particularly well in the final and Liverpool played exceptionally well, mm. you know, but uh, that always sticks in my head, that 1974, because we nearly knocked them out and we, we had to play Liverpool. They beat us 3-0 at uh, Bellevue on a Wednesday afternoon and there was a power strike. It, it got on for a few weeks, uh, so we, we couldn't play at night time because of electric, you know, electric yeah. power. Mm. Uh, there was a strike... Uh, on that, and we we had to play in the afternoon. So uh, that '74 FA Cup is, uh, and I've got a picture of me tattling Gabby Keegan at Bellevue. It's a great picture that, isn't it? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah, well, that's, we've that's the FA times. Cup. That's the FA yeah. Cup game at uh, our place. You look very young, TC. Probably 19, wasn't Eight, you at the 18. time? 18, 19. 18. I just broke into team 18. Yeah. Wow. I broke straight into the team. Yeah. So, well, only a young boy. And then the third book in uh, this week's book corner is Grandad, What Was Football Like in the 1970s by Richard Crooks. So, uh, all those books. That sounds interesting. It does, doesn't it? But there's lots of books like that. um, especially retro books. I love retro books. Uh, Let's give a shout out for the latest Back Pass magazine. It's a magazine that I subscribe to. Issue number 72 with um, Matt Busby, Bobby Charlton, George Best and Dennis Law. Uh, And Nobby, a a tribute to to the great and late Nobby Styles. So uh, a wonderful read, as always, Back, Back Pass magazine. You were featured in Back Pass magazine. As you were featured on the uh, Simon Cochran show as well recently, TC. Yeah, uh, well, it, I, I finally got posted up. But that it was a quite. I think we did, we did it a couple of hours, you know, and I think it, 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 put, it cut it down to about an hour and a half. But he, he really enjoyed doing it, mm. and uh, we just got talking about anything and everything about football, yeah. and it just went on and on and on. Um, but that Backpass magazine, how long's that? Well, obviously, 72. 72 uh... Yeah, it's been going out for some time now, Backpass. I absolutely mm. love it. I, I, I love well, reading. Well, what's that about and... me then? Is it, it's not me in an interview, is it? No, no you, you, were, you were in Backpass a few uh, uh, issues ago. If you remember, we sorted that out with um, oh, with right. David, do you remember? And... I, I have not seen the write-up about that. Oh, have you not seen you... it? No, have you, have, you, have you put it up on the wall? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it up again. I'll put it up. on. I can't post it on the groups because I'm restricted at the moment for posting right. in groups, but I'll put it onto your page. But I have put it up there uh, in the past, the uh, Terry Curran interview on there, and I've also put up the uh, Simon Cochran show that, uh, yeah, seen, that, that you've done recently. Have a guess how long you're talking about an hour and, well, two hours. No, an hour, not it? Yeah, well, have a guess how long I was talking to Malcolm for this Sunday. Well, 
Malcolm can talk. I can't enjoy. So about two and a half, three hours. It was three and a half hours that we were. We were yeah, fantastic. That's why we've split it into. Uh, I like. I like Malcolm. He's a nice guy. Proper. Nice guy. Always polite and. Yep, absolutely. You know, he hadn't got a ship on his shoulder like people think he thought he had. You know what I mean? Well, you know, until you actually know people, until you talk to them, until, yeah. you know, you don't know what they're like, you can have an opinion of somebody, but often that opinion is uh, is based not, on, on yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah, not what you thought it, it was going to be like. Tuesday. Is that your overgoing? I just about to say that 59 minutes and 42 seconds, and I can hear her firing it up downstairs. I'll be honest, she wasn't very happy when three and a half hours went by when I was talking to Super Mac. But there you go, that's life. Saturday, first game in our magnificent soccer seven. Saints versus Manchester City. I don't know what the score was tonight, but they were beating Arsenal away. Saints really are a form side. How do you see this one going, TC? 2-0 Man City. Really? They're having such a weird season this season, Manchester City. Right, I'm going, I'm going to I'm going to put 2-0. They've got to start winning games now. I'm going to go 1-1. I fancy Saints to get something from that game. Everton, uh, victors tonight at Leicester City against Arsenal. Everton. Score. 2-0. So you've got two, two nils. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 1-1. I'm going to go for another draw there. Arsenal just cannot keep losing games, surely. I'll agree with what you're saying there, mm. but they're not playing particularly well. They've, no. they've lost a lot of confidence. And they're not actually. scoring as well, which is which mm. is worrying. If you're losing games and you're scoring, you're making chances. Have they finished getting beat tonight? I must admit, I've not seen because I've been watching the Leicester game and I'm uh, waiting for Spurs away at what Liverpool. What did that finish up that game? I don't know. No. don't know. Leicester game? 2-0. Uh, Two nil. They had a penalty, then it was disallowed, and then it looked as though they had a goal disallowed as well. But um, I think it was two nil. Doing the podcast and kind of half watching that. I uh, I'm, I'm not watching it fully, but Everton definitely won that game. Uh, yeah, two nil score there. Leicester nil. Everton two. So you've gone Everton two, Arsenal nil, and I've gone one one. One of your other former clubs, uh, Huddersfield, got a big game Saturday against Watford. Watford are in town. How do you say that one, TC? Well, they got absolutely enamoring uh, last week against Bolton. Didn't they just? I think they'll bounce back and I think they'll nick they'll this 1-0. 1-0. I'm going to go Huddersfield 1. Again, Watford aren't playing particularly well. I'm going to go 1-2. Troy scored a penalty and uh, I do fancy Watford to bounce back. They've got some good players. They haven't probably hit the form yet, but... You know, that form button's only a, a game away to be it. And, and I think when they do, they're going to be up and running and yeah, take some stopping. The thing is, we others feel they play some really good stuff at home. Yeah, all. they do. Maybe yeah. not as good away football, but they do play some good stuff at home. Yeah. Uh, Millwall versus Far East, the right horrible place for you to go. Um, How do you see that one, TC? Uh, I'm going to go for it. They've got a result of the day, Far East, so I'm going to go for a 1-1. A 1-1, but like you said, it's not, a, it's not the best place to go. And they've they've had a bad run as Millwall, but they came back. They beat someone. Preston did they beat Preston the other night? They beat someone. Away yeah, from there's that many games at the moment. Oh, it's Bristol fast City. And furious, isn't it? City. They beat Bristol City. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go one nil. A bit of battle of two former Birmingham managers. Blues have had quite a few former managers recently. <laughs> Cranker, don't make it. Go, don't don't start cutting it. They might have another previous manager. So I'm going to go one nil to Millwall at the Den, or rather the new Den. Um, oh, they're playing Forest, you said. Aren't yeah, you? Nottingham Forest. Oh. Yeah. Right, yeah, one, uh, one piece that, yeah. Yep, Chris Uton against Gary Rowett. Uh, Rotherham versus Derby. Derby did take an early lead at Swansea today, or against Swansea tonight. They were oh, winning, winning yeah, 2-0, yeah. Mm. I don't know how it finished, but um, how's this one going to finish Saturday well, against Rotherham? I'm going to go for a 2-0 to, to, to Derby, because I think the last two results have... They've seen where Wayne's just started to turn it round at Derby. They're playing, playing some good football. The last two games, well, I haven't yeah. seen them tonight. But I saw the early doers, but you know, I've not watched the second half of it. Uh, they're playing some decent football again now, so I'm going to go for a 2-0 Derby. If I told you they got beat 5-2, are you going to change your mind? No. No, OK, because they didn't get beat 5-2. I'm <laughs> just testing you. <laughs> 
I, I didn't think they would have done, but... No, I don't know what the know, score was, to be truthful. <laughs> I know they were doing a lot. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday, the love of your life, uh, against Coventry City. Coventry have got some half-decent form at the moment. Funny team. The problem is we give the ball away. I know you do. And Coventry keep the ball and play decent football. Mm. But like a Wells, I'm going to say a Wednesday, and I know Coventry will win, but I'm going to... I'm hoping, it's more hope than anything else, I'm going to go 1-0 Wednesday. I'm going to go the reverse. I'm going to go 1-0 Coventry. And finally, uh, Sunday, West Bromwich Albion. Big Sam's or Fireman Sam's Albion versus Aston Villa. How do you see this one, TC? 3-0 Villa. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 uh, to Aston Villa. And Super Jack, Super Jack to steer the villains to an away win at the Hawthorns. I want Jack to steer my midfield and drive my midfield, but I wouldn't want him to drive my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, people be wondering why we've not mentioned it, but uh, looking at that, he, I don't know how he's passed his test. I know it was you awful bit of driving, wasn't it? So, uh, but but at the end of the day. It's his football we want to talk about and his private life. It's his private life, but he, he, he has to get that sorted out because if he doesn't, you know, like anything else with England, they, they, they'll not be picking him in England mm. squad. So we want we want to see Jack in the England squad because we've more chance of winning games with Jack in it than with Jack out of it. Absolutely. I judge a football player solely on what he does on the football pitch and not what he does off the pitch. If I'm going to a gallery and I'm looking at work from an artist and look at the Mona Lisa, I don't worry about what, um, who was it? The, who, who painted yeah, when I, when I'm who painted Mona Lisa, picture? When I'm looking at Mona Lisa, <laughs> Mona Lisa, I can't say it now. Mona Lisa. I don't, I'm not looking at the artist. Who painted it? Who painted it? Yeah. <laughs> who painted that? I'm not looking at the artist. I'm looking at her. <laughs> I bet people listening to this podcast think, what an idiot. You don't even know who painted the most famous picture in the world. And I, I don't, actually. I'm not well, very... Well, did Michelangelo? I don't know. He possibly did, yeah. I'm not sure. Possibly. Not sure. He won Picasso. He used to paint them stupid little liney things, didn't he? But, I mean, he earns, yeah. he earns a few quid from it. Uh, TC, I won last week, so I'm 3-2 up or rather the week before last, because we didn't do a show uh, last week, which allows me to pick the music. And this week, I'm going out with my record of the week, Who We Are, by Kendra Morris, out now on uh, Common Records. Well, I'll be listening to that, Gabby, and I'll uh, be listening to it later on tonight, because I like to listen to the... The artists that you pick out because you do pick some good you do pick some good ones out and, and what you do you you promote a lot of uh, people what a lot of people haven't heard of so I will be listening to that and I'll give you uh, my thoughts of them next week. Topman TC, thank you Enjoy all for the listening. My love to your family yep. and uh, hope uh, we all get good results this weekend. Yep, love to you and yours and TC. It is Christmas next week, so if we can do it Monday night, yeah. we, uh, we we can do it because you know what Chris is like. He has to yeah. have Christmas off. Right, well, no, it, it, it's entitled. It'll be under pressure from his business like we all do, don't we? So, you know, like... Well, I better go now, mine, finish off the vacuuming now. So, till next week, ta out of it. Bye bye. See you later. Ta-ra, mate.
to see the 